This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we've packed a number of shows together to give you some highlights. I know you're going to enjoy the show. Thank you for being with us today. And so but on the business front, podcasting has brought a lot of that, right? I've, mm -hmm. I've met now, you know, almost 2000 different people in the business uh, in one form or fashion who many times are way ahead of me in business and it, it builds a relationship, right? It's built a connection yeah. uh, and, and, you know, and they're reaching back out to me for something, or I'm reaching back out to them to help in some way or, or to ask a question. And I think the podcast has done that uh, in a, such a big way. And like you said, numerous benefits, but why don't you hammer on that just a minute? You know, some of the other benefits about podcasting uh, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, that, you know, Hey, if you're not doing a podcast, here's some reasons why, especially if you're in business or, you know, in the real estate business or whatever, why you should really consider this. Yeah. I mean, I think podcasting, like I said, it, it, number one, it's, it's a great way to market your brand and build relationships and network with people. You know, I think I've gone on trips, I've gotten free product, like I've gotten awesome collaborations and partnerships, but it's the people that I've met through podcasting that have impacted my life. Some of my best friends today are people that have been on my show mm -hmm. or I've been on their show, but it's just been an amazing journey through podcasting of, of pushing myself. Like I still worked a full-time job up until the end of this last year. And unfortunately, you know, fell to some of the layoffs that are happening across the world. But through that full-time, I knew that I wanted to be a, do a podcast. And so I get up at 4 a.m. six days a week to make sure that my podcast is being worked on every single day. It's like any craft out there. But podcasting, again, so beneficial around the business side of stuff. But it's also a mental thing for me, too, because I know that when I get up, I'm excited because this is what I love. I love talking with people and networking with people and hearing their story. And I think it's so important to share your story. And, and there's a lot of people out there that are shy and they don't want to step into that. But that's really where you see growth, right? You get out of your comfort zone. And if you can do that on your podcast, whether it's a solo show or you're interviewing people, like get out and just share your story, even if you don't release it, right? Like just keep it for your legacy, for your tribe down the line so they can hear your story. You know, why don't you speak to some of the how-tos around getting started in podcasts and maybe some crucial things that you know, uh, even around launching maybe that mm -hmm. uh, I get questions about that often and it's probably changed. And I, and unfortunately, I didn't know any of these things when I started, Sure, you know, the podcast, you know. Uh, that that I've learned now, but I know you're a lot better at this than I'll ever be. Uh, so, you know, speak to uh, some crucial things around uh, a, a successful launch, some things you need to think through maybe before, you know, starting your show that are crucial, solo, you know, versus interviewing, whatnot. Yeah, mo most of the time I would, I would tell people that go through my courses is, look, find other podcasts out there that are maybe talking about a similar topic that you want to talk about. And when you're launching a podcast, launch something that you're passionate about, right? It could be quilting. It could be shoveling snow, like whatever you're passionate about, there's going to be people that are going to listen to that. And if you go to search on podcasts and you don't find one, launch it because people are needing that and just someone hasn't launched it yet. But there's probably a likelihood that you'll find a podcast out there that's similar to the topic that maybe you want to talk about. So number one, look out there, see what other people are doing pick bits and pieces off that you like. Hey, I like how they did that intro or I like how they inserted that ad in there or I like that type of question, right? Go do your research, find something, but don't don't let that hold you back from actually launching. Like I think too many people get hung up and like, oh my gosh, I just, I have so much stuff to do. I want to get this lined up, launch it, right? And, and number two, I would say is 
record five to eight episodes before you launch your first episode. And I, I didn't do that, but I would say and it, the reason, because I didn't know, right. I had to go through this journey on my own. I didn't even know what about Apple podcast. I was a hundred episodes, a hundred episodes in, uh, I was just releasing to YouTube and called that a podcast. And so I was like, well, how do I listen on Apple? And I was like, what the heck is that? Right. So I, I learned through failure in this. So what I would say is record five to eight episodes before you launch your show. Because if you just go release one, that puts a lot of pressure on you to release that second one and that third one right away. Build up your queue, then go to release it. And once you do release it, email it to your friends, message it to your family, right? Say, hey, check this out. Please just go listen to it. Even if it's a few minutes, I would just love the support. If you could subscribe to it, leave me a review. That would be awesome. One thing I, I say is don't approach them and say, leave a five-star review. I say, leave an honest review. Because that's what builds in, I think, trust with your other listeners when they get to your page. If they just see five-star reviews and everything's gloating, then it's they, that might get turned off a little bit, right? I say just leave an honest review. So one, build your queue up, five to eight episodes. And number two, do your research, find another show out there, pick out bits and, bits and, bits and pieces that you like, and then decide what's the journey that you're going to take listeners on. Are you going to take them through a how-to type show or are you going to take them through an emotional roller coaster where you're talking with people about maybe losses and then how do they overcome that? Like figure out what that journey is, write that down. And then you can always adjust that too, but really kind of have those three things in place and then just launch and then stay consistent. That's the one thing that I think people fail at. You and I chatted before we hit record about 90% of people who start a podcast don't make it to episode seven. It's because they don't have that cue built up. They think it's more work. They think they're going to be the next Joe Rogan, right? Like they, they just need to go launch that thing and they need to put in a little bit of work, but stay consistent. My show drops every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific for the last four or five years now. And if you can do that, your listeners will start to pick up on it. Plus they'll get those reminders from Apple and YouTube that, hey, this show's about to launch, right? Um, so stay consistent. That's a big one. That's a big one. And then just don't quit. If you want to be successful in podcasting, just don't quit because everyone else will and you'll end up being successful in it. Yeah, that should motivate you if you're really motivated to go do this, right? Yeah, that, that most totally. people are going to quit at seven. Uh, and and I, I tell I often tell people that, uh, you know, your first show is going to be horrible. Just get over it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. Like it's, totally. It's gonna, you're not going to like how you sound. I definitely don't like how I sound even after however many shows, you know. Uh, but yeah, you got to get past that. Uh, and yep. you're not going to get to show 20 without getting the first one done. Yep. Uh, yeah. Or the seventh one. Right. I right. love that. I love those, um, you know, the three or four things to think through, even the, you know, even down to being consistent and go and even having those batched up in the very beginning. Uh, like you said, it could, it can be pretty overwhelming, you know, especially in the very beginning, I, I knew I had to build a team to help me produce the show. And I think if I hadn't have done that, then I would have quit a long time ago. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I would have, there's it's... no way I could have kept up. There's a, it's tough, man. And, and I do everything on my own. I do all the editing and promoting and publishing all of that. Wow. And, uh, it's, it's a lot of work, but I love doing it. It's, it's really what I'm passionate about. And so I think if people can realize that they're getting into something that's going to either, if they have the money to build a team and have them do that, or they have the resources to do that, I think that's awesome, but don't let the work hold you back from sharing your story, put in a little bit of work and it will pay off in the end. I promise you just put your story out there because it will impact not, it, it, it may, even if it just impacts one person, you're good, but I think it'll impact way more than you expect. What about uh, the, 
the level of equipment that people need. Uh, and uh, you mentioned, uh, you you briefly hit this earlier, but I thought it's worth mentioning again or going in more depth because often, you know, people think they got to have a, a fancy mic like this. And I didn't have this till probably two or 300 shows ago. You know, so yeah. I had an $80, $80 mic from Amazon, uh, the, you know, which worked great, right? And I've done yeah. thousands and thousands of interviews with it. Uh, and, uh, and so I, I just, anyway, I'd love your opinion about type of equipment or anything specific, uh, to get a listener started or, uh, yeah, when they're getting going. It's so important. I mean, I think I, that does hang up a lot of people like, oh my gosh, I have to have the right equipment and things like that. Here, your webcam on your laptop works just fine. If you really want to launch a podcast, just do it. I mean, now you can start your show for free on anchor in five minutes. You create an account and you set it up. Uh, but when I first started, I had just a laptop webcam. And then I added a Logitech webcam and I upgraded that a couple of times. And I went to a Canon camera and then now I have this, the Sony ZVE 10. So I've upgraded quite a bit over the years. And this microphone I've upgraded just like four or five mics now, like this is, the, this is now the, the Shure SM seven B, but like, you don't have to worry about the expensive stuff to get started. You can literally just use your phone and some headphones. If you really wanted to just launch this thing, don't let that hold you back increase you know add different equipment as you go down the road but if you want to get out there just do it don't let that you know price points hold you back i used a 40 dollars snowball mic for the first year and a half that i was snow that i was doing podcasting so you know i think just get into it find something cheap on amazon you might find some used ones on facebook marketplace but just get started man awesome uh eric you know one big thing that we've always struggled with uh and and i get questions about this too you know is finding guests uh, right. And, and, uh, I mean, finding as many as we've had to find, I mean, I know early on, I just remember this cause it was such a, a major ordeal to get 30 shows a month. We'd have to, we might have to send three to 400 invites, okay? yeah. you know, especially early. And we have a lot more people now that want to be on the show. Right. So it's a lot easier sure. now, but early on, I mean, that's somebody is just going nonstop, just finding enough guests almost. Right. Um, yeah. but you know, so maybe speak to how you find guests in the beginning and then when, when, and how you find even bigger name guests, uh, when you should do that and how you pursue them. Yeah. I think a lot of people take the same exact approach when it comes to inviting guests on their show. What they have is they have this template of like, Hey, here's my show. I want you to be a guest on my show. And they just send that to their DMS or their email it. I did that at the beginning. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Here's what I would recommend doing is I would recommend and I've been doing this really since probably episode 50 of the very first podcast I started is I quickly realized that that wasn't very effective. And so what I do now is I actually pull out my phone and I'll send a selfie video no longer than 30 seconds. It has to be 30 seconds or less. But I might, if I was reaching out to Ed Milet, I might go, Ed, what's going on? It's Eric Allen out here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I love your book. Power of one more, man. It's so good. It's impacted my life. Let me help you promote that. I want to help you get sales on that thing. Let's talk about the, that book. Let's do it, man. Here's below is my calendar link. Let's make it happen. 30 seconds. And the, the way I approach it is I want to bring value to them. Let me help you promote this. Hey, I saw you launch this course. Let me help you pr promote that. Oh, you got a new book? Let's promote the book. You got an event coming up? Let's promote the event. Approach it at, like that. Let me Let me help you promote this. People love free marketing. They love free, right? Free, free exposure to their products, right? And so if I approach them and say, hey, can I pick your brain for 30 minutes or let's go have a coffee chat? No, they're going to say no. But if I say, let me help you promote this product that you have so you can make money, heck yeah, let me come on your show and do that. That's the way to approach your guests. Bring value to them. Don't, it's not about your show. 
what can what value can you help them show bring and so man let me help you promote that book let me help you promote that event should they do that i got a couple questions about that as well but, yeah. but as far you know when should they do that should they reach out to somebody like that within the first few shows should they wait till they got 100 episodes so many downloads or you know how do you, when should they do that yeah you can really i think you can definitely try to reach out to bigger name guests but i would start at someone who's a couple steps ahead of you if you've got 10 shows out or you're just starting find someone who's got 10 15 maybe 30 or maybe even 50 episodes out right approach them and say man i saw you're doing a great job on your podcast or hey i'd love to help you promote that right i would start there but as you start to grow and you start to increase the number of downloads or increase the number of um, episodes that you release then you could start to reach out to those folks i mean i got lucky and i i think that it's it's luck and hard work but like i had ep Sean Whalen was episode eight or six. And then Ed Milet was episode 12 on my show. Right. And then it just started taking off from there. And now I've been blessed to speak to, you know, uh, amazing people, 240 plus shows now on the Eric Allen show. But I, I started with doing show swaps. I found people who had similar podcast sizes as me. Hey, can we just sort of do a show swap? You come on my show. Let's talk about you and I'll come on your show and talk about that. That's the greatest way to, to improve or to increase your, your exposure. Right. Also, be a guest on other people's shows. That's that's another great way to blow up your show. In 2020, I set a goal to be a guest on 50 podcasts, and I only did 25. And so at the end of the year, it's like, that's all I got, 25? And so I went into 2021. I said, I'm going to be a guest on 100 podcasts this year. Now, I was also going to release 100 of my own show that year. So people thought I was crazy. But I finished that show doing 117 interviews on other people's podcasts and released 100 of my own. And that's when my show really hit that hockey stick. And that's really where I started to make a bigger impact. Some great suggestions. What about, you mentioned, I love the video, uh, the video idea, right? Sending them a video, you're calling them by name. It's obvious. Yeah. It's something you're very focused on them. It's not a something you're just sending to hundreds of people. Uh, where do you send it? How do you get that to them or in front of them? Yeah, great question. I book 99% of my guests through Instagram DM. I just send it to their DM on Instagram. Now I might follow up that video with just a very short message. Hey, Ed podcast question for you or podcast interview request, right? Like, please check out the video. I don't go into detail in the text. I want them to draw. I want them to have, be curious about that video where they will listen to it and hear my, my passion because I'm, I'm very sincere when I send those videos. Right. And I want to make sure that when they hear my voice, they go, man, this guy, he he's real. Like he's the real deal. Like he definitely is not just trying to get me on there to say he was on my show. Like he's sincere about actually bringing value. Great advice, man. That is, that is incredible. What about, uh, uh, you talked about, yeah, guesting on other shows. Is there, are you picking them the same way? Say they're a little bit ahead of you. Or are you trying to find, you know, is there a certain number of downloads you're looking for on certain shows? You know, how are you maximizing your impact there? Yeah, really. Uh, so there's a couple things. One, um, I would reach out. There's a lot of Facebook groups where you can find a guest or be a guest on podcasts, right? There's there's a ton out there. And that's what really helped me to launch my show at that time. To get booked on 100 shows, I was in probably six or seven different Facebook groups. And I was posting in each of those groups once a quarter. And I would say, hey, here's what I'm doing. I have a goal to be a guest on 100 podcasts this year. Here's my story. If you're interested, there's a good fit. Let's make it happen. And I would get 10, 15 bookings off of each of those posts every time. So that really helped me a lot. Now, when it comes to like finding other shows, I really find shows that are more topic similar versus size. And the reason I say that is I, I want people to understand that like, don't look at the numbers when you first get started. 
because it can be very detrimental to your mindset. I'm going to get a thousand downloads per episode and you go in there and you get 20 and you're like, dang it, it's not working. I want to quit. So I always tell my, my students to come through my course. I didn't look at numbers, uh, downloads for five years. I just didn't care. I did podcasting because I'm passionate about it and I love what I, what I get to do. And now I look occasionally, but it's like, if I'm bringing value to somebody, I don't care about the numbers. If one person downloads that show, that's all that matters to me, right? Too many people get hung up on the numbers and they end up quitting. So I think when you're reaching out to other podcasts, find a similar topic and find somebody that you follow, connect with them on Instagram, make some comments on their posts, like start to engage with them on there and then reach out. Hey man, I've been following you for a while. I love what you're doing. You're doing some awesome stuff. I'd love to see if maybe you, you know, we could do a show swap or something like that. And, and that really will help you build your brand, your network, your relationships as a podcaster. What metrics do you track? Do you, you talked about, man, don't focus on it too much in the beginning, right? It can be so yeah. discouraging. However, you know, I love tracking things, right? So we know we're improving or maybe what is working, what is not. What sure. do you track? Uh, for me, I, I really will go in and I, so I use Blueberry as my host for podcasts and I would definitely recommend them great customer service, but they have great analytics. I used Anchor before, which was free, made the jump to Blueberry about a year and a half ago, but their back office really gives me a lot of analytics in regards to how many of my listeners are listening to 75% or more of my show. And so that's what's interesting to me is, is there a fall off where people stop listening? And right now, 95% are listening to 75% or more. And so I'm okay with that. I think that's a pretty good metric for me. Uh, there's downloads, right? I can look at some shows might do 50. Some shows might do 2000. It depends on my guests, depends on if they share it with their network, if they accept the collaboration, right? So I don't get too hung up on the numbers, but more when I'm looking at that, I want to understand how much of my show are people listening to, right? And that's really the only basic that I, the number that I look at. Now I check listennotes.com. That'll tell you where your show is ranked globally. I'm blessed to have my show ranked in the top one and a half percent globally. But so I really check that and I check how long people are actually staying on to listen to my show. But again, I don't get hung up on any of the numbers. It's all just like, okay, cool, whatever. I know that I I'm making an impact. At least one person's listening to that show, right? And so that's what I what I look at as a podcaster. I think we can get hung up on numbers where people are reaching out and their sponsors are like, oh, how many downloads do you get? I don't know. It, it, the reason I say I don't know is because when I had Anchor, I had Anchor for four and a half years and I got, I don't know, 20,000 downloads on there. But then I switched to Blueberry. In the podcast world, when you switch a host site, your numbers go back to zero. So you start over literally. And so I just don't get hung up with the numbers. I'm like, Hey, I don't know exactly how many downloads I have, but I can tell you that my show is ranked in the top one and a half percent globally. And we're making an impact and here's been, who's been on my show. And so if you want to work with me, great. If not, I totally understand. Like I have to just have that be okay with I'm putting out the show because I love it. Love that. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about yesterday, you know, picking something you're passionate about. Yeah, it's uh, so helpful, right? You know, you yeah. know, you're coming to work and or you're going to podcast and you're going to get to talk about something you're passionate about or interview somebody that's really good at something you're passionate about. Uh, yeah. Right. That's so helpful. Uh, and, you know, are there ways that, uh, you know, and, and, and maybe we shouldn't get too hung up on it, uh, but any tips on increasing, right? Your your reach, yeah. right? You know, and get, totally. get in front of more people. Uh, number one, best thing they can do is be a guest on other people's shows. That That is number one, I, in my opinion, how you grow your show is be a guest on other people's shows because you don't know what listeners are going to listen to that show. Now, I've been a guest on a show 
where a guy lived in Tennessee and then a radio station in Tennessee heard my episode on his show and reached out to me and said, Eric, we'd like to interview you. Well, then they interviewed me and then they emailed me like three months later and said, Eric, we forgot to send you a link, but your show has 50,000 downloads. So all because I was on a show in Tennessee that someone else heard. It's the best way to get exposure is be a guest on other people's shows. That's the number one way to increase your, your shows. Also share it. Like when you're a guest on other people's shows, share it with your network. That's a respectful thing. Like um, this show will get shared to my network because I love being able to do that when the shows come out, right? It gives you exposure to your show. It gives people in my network like, oh man, that's an awesome show. I'm going to start listening to that. It's the same way. If I'm the host, I'm sharing that out to all platforms. So my show, when it goes out, it goes out to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, like all audio formats. I get it out as far as I can. Some are going to be... Maybe three people watch it, but then on other platforms, maybe you have 2000. It just depends. And there's going to be different people on different platforms. So I say as much as you can get your show out, do that and be a guest on as many shows as you can. Yeah, that's so valuable. I, I, I've slacked off the last probably year and a half or so myself. I, I used to also try to guest probably a, at least show, I don't know, two, three shows a week sometimes. Uh, and then sometimes yeah. I'll go a month and none, you know, uh, and, but have a, a yearly like goal that I'm trying to do or something like that. But no doubt uh, that's, that's when other people start, they, they hear you, like you said, and they're asking you to be on their show as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, with that being said, oftentimes if you haven't been interviewed much or been or a host on a show, so, you know, you're, you're a little nervous, right. About yeah. being, you know, interviewed, you don't know what they're going to ask. And I get those questions all the time. Well, how do I know I'm prepared? And you know, I'm going <laughs> to sound crazy. Right. I, you know, all these things. Right. You know, how do you know you're prepared, right, Eric? How do you maybe nail down your story or mm -hmm. maybe even prepare the host, you know, so they know how to have a good interview with you? What does that look like? Yeah, I think for me, is if you've got a story to tell, write it down and just read it and go over it as much as you can. I mean, I am writing a book. It's in the draft right now. So, like, I've, I've been writing that so I understand my story. But if you're, like, new and you're like, uh, how do I get this? You know, how do I get my story lined up? Write it down and read, read it. And if maybe have somebody that's close to you to read it as well. Oh, is that a good story? It doesn't even have to be a long story. It could just be like bullet points. Like, oh, I want to talk about this because I'm passionate about waking up early. I'm passionate about spending the, that time in the morning. Oh, I got to read a book every day because that helps me grow. Like talk about things that you're passionate about. And then you never get into these gotcha type situations, right? I always want to just express to my guests, like, I'm never going to ask you the gotcha type questions. I'm going to ask you about what you and what you know, because I'm interested, truly interested in what you do to do what you're doing today. Like, that's that's my number one goal is I want to bring value to you, but I, I'm so interested in learning. I heard someone talk about podcasting. This It's like when you're listening to a podcast, you're almost like this kind of creeper guy, so to speak, like listening into an intimate conversation between two people, right? And that might sound funny, but it truly is like you people that are listening to this show. They're like getting to sit next to you and I having a conversation. And, mm. and I think that's so important and so special for someone to be able to do that. And so, yeah, I mean, definitely do that type of stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, always good. I think podcast is so good. And then go join Toastmasters. I'm a big proponent of Toastmasters and that has helped me curate my story it's helped me get better publicly speaking it's helped me get better in dropping the uhs and the ums and all that stuff like go join some sort of group like toastmasters as well i helped a friend one time start a podcast and he was a professional speaker like a, a highly paid speaker but but he never had a podcast 
<laughs> you okay. know? So, yeah. so we would meet uh, maybe every other week, uh, 30 minutes to an hour. And I would help him with it, you know, getting his podcast going. And then he would help me with some public speaking and we would tally every time we heard an um or an ah from each other in the, you know, a little competition, right? Just during yeah. the call, you know, and that was so helpful just to get me thinking that way. And I haven't done it enough lately, but that was so helpful. Another thing you mentioned was writing down your story. It just helps you be prepared, right? And you're totally. going to come with more confidence into the interview because you've thought through this. Yeah. And I've seen people do this a number of ways. Some people put sticky notes all over their screen. So they have like something to remind them they can be looking at, you know, or they have a yeah. document open that has their story. <laughs> but I, I, I hired a speaking coach a number of years ago. I was speaking in front of thousands of people that one of my first biggest events to speak at. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, I only had 10 minutes, but it's like the first 10 minutes of the, I'm opening this event, you know, it was a, a big opportunity. So I hired the speaking coach and he did, he said exactly what you said. He's like, we're going to write this out and we're going to get every word and to maximize that 10 minutes. But what that did for me is we laid out like five topics, you know, like five mm -hmm. bullets, you know, and then just some details under each one. It also allowed me to be able to build on those, right? So I could have a, I can make it into a 30 minute or 45 minute or hour long presentation, or I can make it 10 minutes, you yeah. know, and still hit those things that I'm passionate about. I love that. Uh, even something like, like Toastmasters as well. Well, right. you know, Eric, I, uh, any other tips on, on podcasting specifically, you want to leave the listeners with uh, before we jump to a, a few other things? No, I mean, I think I, I'm so passionate about podcasting. And I think that if you have a story, and we all do. If you have a brand or a company, you need to share it. And whether you put that out publicly, but record it and, and share it with your family for legacies to come. My, my 10-year-old interviewed my 89-year-old grandma for a school project earlier this year. And we didn't put that on YouTube, but it was such a great interview. And my son thought of these questions that I would never have thought to ask my question that I asked my grandma. And I didn't even know stuff about my grandma that he was asking about. But I get to save that video forever, and that video gets to change. So you have a story, you have a brand, a company, record it, put it on video. Even if you don't put it out publicly, save it for your legacy. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.